So we would like to welcome Brother Rodney Shepard. I know he's going to bring some valuable information that deals with our topic uh, on this month surrounding uh, mental health and men, uh, This where we have been discussing and dissecting uh, the the challenges of mental health within men and the, the adverse effect that it has on us and the, the, the thing that we need to open up about and allowing us this platform to share this information with other men and, as well as ourselves. Uh, because, you know, we deal with some things and we, we try to be pompous, uplift and try to hold those things to ourselves. And we need an outlet too. So I, so I thank God for this platform. I thank God for this month in dealing with men and, and mental health. Uh, we also want to uh, recognize uh, our prayer list where we talk, where we have our sick uh, and those individuals, families that are dealing with bereavement and loss of their loved ones. So we want to lift those families up and those individuals. And also, uh, look, I'm going to put myself on a prayer list this morning. The devil's been busy. I've been having headaches. And yesterday, I almost had to leave work. But I told him, I said, the devil, you are alive. You know I me. Mean? I said, I said, I've been anointed for this task and I'm going to get through this task. Uh, so I just thank God uh, for giving me the power, Father God, just, you know what I mean, just for healing uh, me on this morning and just allowing me to have this opportunity to, to join you guys this morning. Uh, here this morning, uh, our scripture uh, for this morning was, uh, I had Matthew 19 uh, and 26, with God, all things are possible. I, I think that just says it all. With God, all things are possible. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and, and get the prayer uh, so we can get this gentleman at the bullpen. We don't want to tie him up. We don't want to hold him down. I see him biting, biting and chomping at the bit. So we go, we go go ahead and get him out. Uh, so, man, if you don't mind, just go ahead and bow your head this morning. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, oh, one more thing before I start praying. Uh, want to uh, also uh, uplift Brother uh, Corns Prince. As he told us this morning, he shared some good news with us this morning. He's the new talk show host from Peach the Word Network. Uh, so, Brother Prince, look, man, we, we want to applaud you, man, and, and we, we got your support, and just let us know, I mean, what we can do, and, you know, of course, you know, we're there, man, we, we got your back, uh, so we're praying for you. Uh, so, dear Heavenly Father, we just come this morning uh, just to give you thanks, Father, and the glory that you so rich as deserve. Father, we come as humble as we know how. The Father, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we just come to say thank you, Father. We're not coming uh, asking for anything, Father. I know that there may be some trials and some testimonies on this line this morning. I know there may be some challenges on this line this morning. Somebody may have gotten up and had disagreement with their loved one this morning. But, Father, in spite of it all, we just come to say thank you. Because, Father, we know that you are still in control. Father, your word says with you all things are possible. So, Father, even with the stress, Father God, and distress, Father God, all things are possible. Father, you made it possible for us to get up and get on this line this morning, Father. I didn't get up because of my alarm clock. I got up because I was touched by your finger of love. My feet hit the ground because you allowed them to hit the ground. My father, I'm here because, Father, I was anointed for this task. I was anointed for this prayer this morning. So I just thank you, Father, for touching me, Father God, for giving me um, the ability and the mindset, Father God, to, to be a part of this organization. Father, because it's not about me, Father God, but it's about you. It's not about my will, but it's about your will. Father, I just thank you for this collection of men in this toolbox. Father God, thank you for this foundation. Uh, the National Men's Prayer Column, we just thank you for Dr. Kenneth Green uh, for, and you for giving him the vision, Father, to create this platform. And just thank you for his help, help system and his support system. 
and Father, as well as his help system and support system. Father God, I thank you for each and every man and his uh, support system that, that, that we have. Father, I thank you for my wife. I thank you uh, for the, the other men's spouses, Father God. I just thank you, Father God, for what they do to us, Father God, because they're uh, in the background, Father God, constantly cheering us on, Father God, constantly supporting us. Even when we're not our best, Father God, they're still there to support us. And see, that's why I love you, God, because when we're not our best, Father God, you're still there, Father God, you're for us. You, you never turned your back on us. So we thank you, Father, for the overwhelming love and support, Father God, that you provided for us. Thank you for your joy. Thank you for your favor. Thank you for your love. Father, we, we can go on and on. But Father, we, we just need want to uh, thank you for watching over those on our prayer list, Father God. And we know that we have some families on our prayer list, Father God. We have some individuals that have lost their love. So Father, we ask that you protect those families, Father God, that you give them guidance, understanding, Father God, and wisdom, Father, to deal with their situation. Father, sometimes we don't understand that, Father God. Sometimes we don't want to accept it. But Father God, as sure as Father God, we have a birth date. There's a death date. So Father, explain it to him, Father God, in the spiritual, Father God, because sometimes in the natural, we don't understand. So cover those families, Father. Lift them. Continue to give them guidance and understanding. Cradle them in the midnight hour. And Lord, on this day, Father God, we ask, Father God, that you uh, give uh, Brother Shepherd uh, full reign. And Father God, allow him to just have his way, Father God. Speak to the issues of, of mental health, Father God, this, that we have to deal with. Because Father, sometimes, Father God, we're, we're shut up, Father God. We're, we're closed up, Father God. We're closed off the world, Father God. We're closed off our loved ones, Father, because we think we can handle it, Father God. We don't want to share it with anybody. But all the time, Father, it's eating us up from the inside out. So Father, shine a light on this issue, Father. Somebody on this call, Father, need this information this morning. Father, I need it this morning. Touch us, Father. Open our minds and our hearts, Father, so that we may receive this word, so that we may be able to digest it. And Father, just thank you. Just an overall thank you for being Jehovah Jireh. Thank you for being Jehovah Shalom. Thank you for being Jehovah Tishkanu. Thank you for being the light in the midnight hour. Thank you for being the beginning and the end. Thank you, Lord. Lord, this is our prayer. On behalf of each and every brother, Father, we love you, we praise you, we live for you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, amen and amen. God is good, and that's why we're here this morning to celebrate his goodness, to celebrate the fact that he has chosen us and that because we were chosen, we're able to move forward toward the victory already ours. Hey, this morning, brothers, we just, again, want to uh, congratulate Brother Prince for um, uh, opening and beginning his um, his uh, national talk show. Uh, it's going to be uh, focused uh, in the Atlanta area, but it's going to be available uh, for viewing nationwide. And we're just so very fortunate that every day we wake up that through the power of prayer and spiritually, spiritually enhanced personal development, we as men are able to become better, stronger, more productive, and therefore we're able to enter into our communities, our churches, our homes, and be better uh, role models, better uh, better citizens, so help to um, just to in, impact and improve and increase the quality of life for our families, our communities, and all, all around. Um, this morning and this month, We've been focused on men's mental health and with COVID just ca causing us to have to, uh, to shelter in 
all of the issues that we're facing, already facing as men, and now this COVID comes in and just shelters us in and packs us together. We now are at a point where our mental health is stretched to unbelievable uh, positions and conditions. But God, because of God, because of the word, because of the power of prayer, and because of spiritually enhanced personal development, we as men are going to be able and have been able to overcome and to deal with all of the structure and the stress that comes from living in this type of a, of a rough world. So this morning, we have a young man that's a licensed uh, social worker. He's uh, been in the, the school system as a counselor, and now for the last uh, four years, He's been a licensed social um, social worker. He's able to, to speak to families and, and especially to men to be able to deal with that mental health component because men so very often, and in our community, we look at mental health as something that's a taboo issue and we don't even want to discuss it. We act as if, if there's some mental health issue that we are flawed or broken, but we all face those type of stresses. So this morning, Brother Rodney Shepard is gonna share with us and help to, help to get us past that stigma so that we'll be able to step up and step into where we were designed and uh, desired by our Lord and Savior to be at. So that said, uh, we want to bring Brother Shepard uh, to the front and have him share with us as only he can. Thank you, sir. The floor is yours. Uh, thank you, bro Brother Mack. I, I appreciate that. Uh, I also want to um, uh, make sure that I honor the, the pastor, uh, as well as uh, Brother Raphael, uh, Brother Charles Godey, uh, my, my, my brother that I have known for, for quite a few years. Uh, it is indeed an honor to uh, uh, you men on, on this early morning. Um, I greatly appreciate uh, uh, the extended invitation. And I also want to honor uh, all the individuals who I cannot see, uh, uh, those on social media uh, and abroad. Uh, my name is Rodney Shepard. Uh, I am uh, actually a licensed professional counselor. Uh, I have been counseling since 2013. Uh, I received my, my undergrad uh, from Texas Tech University and my, my master's from Texas Wesleyan uh, University in Fort Worth. Um, and uh, I've been, like I say, fully licensed since 2018, and uh, I've been practicing full time uh, actually since December of last year. Prior to that, I was doing part time practice as well as uh, high school counseling, uh, as Brother Max said. So anyway, it, it, it is indeed an honor, and, and I definitely don't want to uh, uh, hold you all in any longer because I can be long winded. Uh, as a counselor, I'm, I'm often used to. Uh, listening more more than talking, and so um, perhaps you all will see why why that is here here shortly. But I, I, I want to go over five uh, quick points and and try to stay uh, within my time. Um, the the first thing is I, oftentimes when when I counsel um, brothers in particular, uh, one of the common themes that that I've noticed is seldom do men in general. Uh, reach out themselves for counseling. Usually when I get men um, coming into session, it's because a wife reached out or a mother reached out or a grandmother or a sister or, or an aunt. Uh, some, someone like that will usually uh, reach out uh, desiring some, some sort of aid uh, for uh, that particular man. Uh, seldom do I get 
the men themselves that that will reach out. And so, and I'm I'm only bringing that up just because this is rare, and 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 this is an, an admirable admirable thing that that you all are doing. So I, I really want to um, appreciate you guys for this platform. Um, uh, having said that, um, one one of the first points that I want to make is uh, just driving home the importance of the way we relate to one another. Um, when, when you look at uh, the 10 commandments, you know, the, the Bible, the first five commandments deal with how we relate to God and, and the second five deal with how we relate to man. Um, and then when you go over to, to Matthew, I believe it's Matthew 22, uh, it says the, the greatest commandment I give you, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Uh, the second is likened unto it, love your neighbor as yourself. And so it, it, it's, I, I wanna bring that out first because how we relate to God is how we relate to man. And, and oftentimes we don't always see that parallel. Uh, I tell people all the time, you know, it's, it's, it's impossible to love God unconditionally. And some people kind of sit back and look at me strange. I say, yeah, think about it. it, it even if we may desire to love God unconditionally, but it's really impossible. And that's according to, to you know, the book of 1 John 4, 19 says, you love me. We love him because he loved us first. That there is your condition right there. So even though we desire perhaps to, to love him unconditionally, the reality is we can't. Now, here's how we can make it up. We can still love our brothers unconditionally. We can still love our sisters unconditionally. We, we can show forth the love that has been so freely granted to us. So that's the first point I wanna make. How we relate to God is how we relate to each other. The second point uh, that I wanna bring up is the understanding uh, God's love language. Uh, I've been married nearly 17 years. Uh, I have uh, three boys here at, at my home. And one of the things that, that I have realized is that um, love language can change. So, so at the beginning of my marriage, you know, my wife, you know, we, we, we read the five love languages and we, we were real big on making sure that we convey each other's love language to one another. And so uh, right, right when I thought I had it down, Brother Mac, my wife changed on me. And, and, you know, the crazy part about that is she, she didn't tell me that, that she, she, you know, turned the corner. So, you know, we were kind of on this path together and, and at some point I realized that we were on two different pathways as it relates to love language. So here I am conveying what I thought was still her love language only to find out that it, it changed. And so I asked her, well, what, well, first of all, what did it change to and when did it change? Um, she was real big on words of affirmation uh, initially. And, and so, you know, I'm, I've just perfected getting down to under how, how beautiful she is, how wonderful she is and all these great things. Well, you know, five years in, you know, it's just she and I, well, now we, we have a kid, you know, then we have another one. Well, the love language went from words of affirmation to acts of service, because in her mind, I need help with these kids. So I don't need you to talk to me about how, how, how great I am. I, I need 
is you to help me watch some children, help me wash some clothes, help me, you know, do X, Y, Z. And so once, you know, I, I realized that there was more uh, to it than, than, than just doing what I thought I, what I knew to do perhaps the first five years, it, it really helped me to see the, the need for communication. And so as it relates to God's love language, you know, we, we you know, may go to our respective uh, uh, churches and we, you know, we have the, the wonderful experience, you know, um, and we, we may, you know, uh, lift up holy hands, we may pray, we may, you know, fast, we may uh, honor God the best way we know how. But my question is, how many of us truly know what God's love language is? Because that's important. That the, if, if you don't know anyone else's love language, you should know um, God's love language. And, you know, his, it, you know, his word you know, he, 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 he talks about and he explains to us, look, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. And, and there, 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 there is your, your, your that, that's where the, the obedient, that's where the, the love language comes in. We, we, we can go, you know, do all these other things perhaps that, that, that we think is, is, is significant, but you know, when it comes to actually understanding what his love language is, it's obedience. And, and again, no, notice I'm, I'm honing in first and foremost on uh, how important it is for us to relate to him because the way we relate to him determines everything else. It, it, it determines our success. It determines, you know, our relationship with our spouses, our relationship with our children, our relationships with, with our bosses, with our colleagues, uh, friends, whomever. Um, and, and, and so I, I want to, you know, again, make sure that I, I drive home just the importance of knowing him. And in knowing him, you then learn more about yourself. Because when I open up scripture, I should see me. If, if I'm not finding myself in the word of God, then I will forever remain lost. I will forever uh, remain seeking purpose and trying to figure out, you know, this thing called life. You know, manhood is, is not an arrival place. It's a, it's, it's a journey. And so we're, we're forever on uh, uh, this journey, you know, continuing to learn, you know, uh, 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 certain things that perhaps we may not have learned growing up, you know, a, a personal thing that, that I'll share. Um, when, when I grew up without a father, you know, I'm from the, the, the southern sector of Dallas, as I was sharing with uh, the, the gentleman earlier, and, and um, it, it was uh, not the most uncommon thing uh, to grow up without a dad. And so as a result of that, I didn't, I didn't, really like Father's Day, that there wasn't a, a day that I celebrated a whole lot because I didn't have, you know, a dad to really celebrate. Um, <clears throat> as a result of that, you know, there were things that I learned to do on my own, that there were things that were self-taught, that, that, that there were things that um, I took great pride in, okay? Now, when I became older, uh, I continued to do a lot of these same things that once again were, were self-taught by, by me, which as I said before, I took great pride in. Well, now that I'm older, I'm, I'm fully grown, I'm, I'm, I'm married and you know, God began to send mentors uh, in my life. 
And, and one of the things that, that some of these mentors uh, started to do was to show me more effective, more different ways of, of how to do certain things. And, and so when, when I would get certain men trying to show me, you know, brother, there's a different way that you can go about doing some of these same things that I taught myself out of survival growing up. Now, as I said before, I, because I took great pride in these things, my, my initial position was, okay, hey, I'm, I'm good. You know, I didn't, I didn't have a father growing up. I don't, I don't need a father now. And so my initial uh, uh, response was, was kind of rejection. You know, I wasn't uh, very teachable or, or very coachable in the beginning. And so it wasn't until I let go of that pride. And, and it wasn't until I became teachable and became coachable that I, I, I started lessening the mistakes that, that I was making. Because what I realized is I no longer had to live out of survival mode. I'm, I'm no longer doing the things that I'm doing out of survival mode. You know, I self-taught myself certain things because I had to, not because I wanted to. And so it wasn't until I came into a greater understanding that I needed them. I needed that mentorship because I lacked it growing up. And it, it was at that point that I was able to now learn and duplicate some, some solid principles that still work, that I still apply today. And I'm able to now duplicate uh, in, in other individuals. So um, moving on, third point, um, you are a template. I am a template. We are a template for others to see. We are the blueprint for others to see. The way we relate to ourselves is how others will relate to us. And so it's, it's, it's very you know, uh, pertinent that we understand. When we look at ourselves, what do you see? Do you see you know, a, a brother of great standard, a, a, a man of God, a, a man of integrity? Uh, or, or, or do you see someone that's, that's insecure or someone, someone that's perhaps incompetent, that lacks confidence? Because how you see yourself is how others will see you. If you see yourself as small, then that, that will, that energy goes out in, in, into the atmosphere and, and you will notice that others will begin to treat you as such. So you have to always consider how you look at yourself. And, and if you don't see yourself the way you should, once again, going and looking into the word of God is key because you are, you are found in scripture. Uh, another way to, to know and understand perhaps even your, your deficits uh, as I said before, I'm married. My wife is designed to show me a picture or a mirror of who I am. So, so oftentimes if we get into disagreements or we get into disputes, there, there, there is that mirror that, that she holds up and she shows me a picture of me. And, and oftentimes, you know, I may look in that mirror, I may see scratches, I may see blemishes, I may see scars, but I can't get mad at the person holding the mirror. I have to look at that unresolved, look at those scratches and blemishes, and I have to make those necessary corrections. So you are a template, you are a blueprint, and how you relate to yourself is how others will relate to you. The way you love yourself, the way you forgive yourself is how others will then choose to love and forgive you. Um, truth and fact. Oftentimes I, I will ask clients, 
uh, how would you define truth and how would you define fact? And usually I get, you know, well, you know, fact is, you know, things that can be proven, you know, truth is, well, you know, you, you have your truth, you, have, you know, I have my truth. So, you know, that can get a little whatever. So I, I tend to get interesting, you know, uh, definitions of truth, which I always find interesting because what it shows me is there is this tainted version of truth that, that has kind of played, I would say, particularly, you know, uh, people of faith. Um, I'll give an example. Uh, I'm, I'm 42 years old. Um, and my birthday is March the 2nd. Now, one of those is fact, the other is truth. Now, I'll, I'll let y'all think about that for a quick second. Uh, my birthday is March the 2nd, I'm 42 years old. One of those is fact, one of those is truth. Now, for the sake of time, I'll go ahead and, and explain. I'm 42 years old, which means year I was 41, which also means this time next year I'll be 43, which in essence tells you that my age changes, which is more fact than truth because facts change versus the truth is my, my birthday is March the 2nd. Last year, my birthday was March 2nd. Next year, my birthday will be March the 2nd. Truth does not change. Truth at, at its very core does not change. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because it's important to live not by fact, but by truth. And oftentimes we're guilty of living by things that change. And so, th so then when a pandemic hits, for example, because 2020, I think is a clear example of how things change drastically for a lot of people. And a lot of us, because we lived according to facts, because we lived according to things that were forever changing, we were very unstable and we were moved tremendously uh, uh, by that. But rather, if you live according to that which does not change, for example, God, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not going to change despite the things that change around him. If you live according to that which does not, when things change around you, you can, re you can remain stable, you can remain rooted, you, you can remain grounded, and, and, and you don't have to, you know, break and fold under pressure uh, when, when certain things hit your life. Uh, the last thing I would say is it's very important to listen. Listen, listen, listen. There is one organ in your body that lays flat. All the other organs stand up vertical. The organ that lays flat is your tongue. Why does it lay flat? Not only does it lay flat, but it's also protected by two barriers, your teeth and your lips. Why do you suppose that is? Because it needs to be at rest. Stop working it so much. That's our problem. We, we talk far more than we listen. And if you if you talking, you're not learning. Right now, I, I'm not learning. Y'all probably learning from me, but I'm not learning a whole lot talking to you all. But if I sit and listen, which is what I get paid to do, I'm able to learn a whole lot more from, from individuals. So that, that's what I would recommend. Listen more, talk less. Scripture says, slow, be slow to speak, quick to listen. Don't exert all of your energy talking and trying to prove your point and state your stance. And then now you're like, I'm done with the conversation because now you, you don't have any, any energy left to now listen to the other individual. And that's how arguments perpetuate and arguments continue. So thank you all. Uh, I, I hope something was said that was helped. Uh, I, I greatly appreciate this opportunity. 
uh, and I'll turn it back over. Well, it looks like everybody's scared. That was such a, a dynamic teaching, Brother um, Shepard. I mean, I'm, you know, I think we all are find ourselves in, in situations in life where we um we, we come across those 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 variables that you that you mentioned there, and you know, I I, I didn't even take the time to write it down because I was so I was listening, I was learning, I was in a a state of um of growth. And that's what's so important. And I know that when you deal with um, with those dynamics um, in your practice, when you're when you're talking with them and when, you, when you're sharing with them, it's so important that um, that men understand the necessity of what you're bringing to the table. And you, like you said, all too often they're recommended by their spouse or or maybe an outside force that they need to come in and and receive the the help that's needed. And that help isn't uh, isn't a negative. That it, that is it's more positive than anything. And that it's, it can uh, that if it's received, it opens that door. Um, you know, you you unpack so many different things. We definitely want to to have you come back because the question of mental health um, extends into every area of our life. Once we have gotten that emotional component under control, then we'll be able to uh, to effectively interact in all the other areas more effectively. Uh, so the, with that being said, um, it's just such an honor to have a person of your caliber to come on and the calm, uh, consistent demeanor in which you delivered your message. Uh, well, can, can, I can see how it can lull someone to sleep because it's so, it's so refreshing. But at the same time, the, the volume of, your, of the knowledge and the volume of the impact and influence that you're bringing I think will definitely, definitely be something that will is touching your um, your clientele, but definitely something that we want to have on a more regular basis here on the on the men's uh, men's call. So thank you for accepting the call. Thank you for the preparation in which you um, entered into to be able to present to us this morning. It was more than appreciated, more than you'll ever ever know. Gentlemen, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer um, and. Uh, just prepare for the rest of this weekend and, and before we see you again on on Tuesday we're just so excited and, and delighted that our God is still on the throne and he's still continually um, intervening on our behalf and even when things are difficult even when we come into those crossroads that we can actually grow and flow better Lord Jesus we just come to you this morning in the father we come in the name of Jesus and we come believing and receiving the blessing that you've already prepared for us. This morning, Father, we ask that you would touch the lives, the hearts, the minds of men across this nation and across this world. Father, that you would turn the heart of the king towards you so that they would be able to just not only be a blessing to themselves, but to the people that they are entrusted with. And Lord, we just ask that you would continue to bless this ministry, that we would be able to pour into men, that we would, can give them a safe place to pray and also a safe place to be able to, to gain spiritually enhanced personal development, that they can receive a word, that they can receive a word that will lift them up, that will strengthen them, that will give them courage, that will give them confidence, and to give them the ability to operate in candor so that they can overcome and deal with the issues of life. Father, we give you glory, we give you honor, 
we give you praise. And this morning, we ask that you would just touch each one of us in a special, incredible way. We ask that you would bless the angel of this house, the uh, the, the visionary leader, Dr. Uh, Kenneth Green and his family. We ask that you would just touch our First Lady um, Green, that you would just bless her tremendously as she is ministering unto her husband. And Father, we ask that you would touch all of our spouses, as uh, Brother Tobit has already asked, so that we would be able to now operate and to do what is necessary as men in our homes, our churches, our, our cities, our country, and ultimately the world. We thank you, we glorify you, and magnify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Brothers, go out today and bless someone and be a blessing and bless someone else along the way. We thank you, and we look forward to seeing you again on next, next Tuesday.